Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Tuesday. It is time for Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Rick is here with all of today's top sports stories. You know, the more times Rick does this, the more emphasis I put on Rick. I like that. So if Maloney's gone for another three months, by the time she gets back, it's going to be Rick. <laughs> Rando. What's up, Rick? <laughs> it's also just like, it's not even my name. No, but it is now. <laughs> Rick. Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media today at the NFC Coaches Breakfast at the Arizona Biltmore. And he had this to say about DeAndre Hopkins, who has reportedly been given permission to speak to other teams. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm operating under the premise that Hops are starting X and people are going to have to defend them. So, uh, you know, that's a, probably a better question for Monty. But um, he's uh, he's been great, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting to work with him too. So uh, if, if everyone that has a jersey right now, I'm looking forward to coaching and, and fitting them all in together. What do you guys think about that? Man, I think this is going to be a good thing. I'm going to put this in the positive category, as a matter of fact, because I think it says that the Arizona Cardinals are closer to a deal for D-Hop than further away. And the reason why I say that is it seems to make logical sense to me that if you've got the parameters in place for the compensation, the compensation for the trade of DeAndre Hopkins, now it's time to actually give the team the opportunity to speak with DeAndre Hopkins about a new contract. I, I completely agree with what you just said. Logically, that's that's 100% what, what it says to me. I got a little distracted. I know this isn't Rick's uh, question, but <laughs> if they're going to have the owner's breakfast, if you really want to incentivize going all in on winning each year, the owner's breakfast, they should have 32 breakfasts ranging in quality from 1 to 32. And based on your record, you get to pick what you eat for breakfast. So if you finish last... You might be eating dog food. Hey, you're at the Billmore. That's true. It's grape nuts. It'd still be good dog It'd food. Still be the best ever. <laughs> give me that dog food. At unless, the unless you just <laughs> give me walking that around. Dog food. Are you kidding me? It'd still be real good. Sure, that is some fancy dog food. It's not kibbles and bits. Over to the Suns. They won their second game in a row yesterday over the Utah Jazz. And according to Shams Tarania, Kevin Durant will return for Phoenix at home against the Timberwolves tomorrow night. Unless, of course, there's a setback. Mm. However, when Monty Williams was asked about Durant's status last night after the game... He said this. We'll see. You know, I, I got to get the information from our team. Um, he's working his tail off. I'm not quite sure because I've been so focused on the team that we have on the floor. If all the boxes are checked, then we will evaluate. But we have to wait and see. Um, he's been working his tail off. He's, he's done everything possible to get himself back as close as he can to game shape. But it's hard to know. So we just got to check all the boxes before we make any statements about his play. 
is that median? And do you guys expect KD to be out on the floor for the Suns tomorrow? I, I do, barring setback. Uh, yes, I do expect him. Monty Williams, he's just he's such a dad to these guys, isn't he? And I feel like sometimes with the media, doesn't he sound like, hey, Dad, can we get pizza? Uh, we'll see. Let's see. Let's see how well you sure. behave. Barring any behavioral setbacks, yes, tomorrow we can have pizza. Yeah, that is median that he's speaking right there. And he might as well have just stepped up to the microphone and said, I haven't talked to the trainer yet, but I'll let you know as soon as I do. I, I, lo- do I, lo- I love it when coaches do that, too. Well, I haven't had a chance to talk to the trainer. Really? Yeah. It feels like that would be like pretty high on my priority list if I were the coach. Yeah, you know, I just think, once again, he's got to get that clearance. And there is no benefit in saying, oh, yeah, I, he's ready to go for Wednesday night. There's no benefit in saying that on, oh, I don't know, Tuesday or Monday. There's no benefit in possibly saying that. He should grab the mic right before tip-off if he's going to play like one of those like wrestling guys and just announce KD's return at that point. Yes, so but I fully expect KD ready to go on Wednesday. I'm with you. And Shams. I just want him to get through warm-ups. Yes. I don't want to think about warm-ups. But uh, I will tell you right now, the word warm-ups, we're not saying that at all tomorrow. That's, that, that word is banned. We well, can bring back Aaron Rodgers. He can't well, say that, warm-ups. Yeah. I mean, it's his personal workout that he got hurt, right? That's, That's where he rolled that thing. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Warm-ups are fine. Lay-up line, let's go. I'm going to that game, and I'm not watching anything until tip-off. I'm going to sit there oh, with okay. my back to the court like you at a spring training game where you have your back to the play. Oh, I had to, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You did. To turn away from the sun, Just... we went to a spring training game, and Wolf faced the outfield in the outfield. No, but it was so distracting to actually watch the game while you're trying to do a broadcast. Yeah, but what did you think when Josh Rojas and Zach Gallen were pointing out stuff on the field? They had, like, <laughs> like look past you. I was not going to turn around because that sun was blaring. It was. Okay. Hey, Rick, what's next? All right. Uh, the D-backs have their final exhibition game today at Chase Field against the Guardians before opening the season at the Dodgers on Thursday. You can catch that one at 1240 over on ESPN 620 in the Arizona Sports app. This takes us to our Sanderson Ford poll question up now at ArizonaSports.com. With opening day on Thursday, what D-back are you most excited to see play this season? Corbin Carroll, Zach Gallen, Cattell Marte, Gabriel Moreno, or other? Oh, man. The answer is going to be Corbin Carroll for everybody, isn't it? I... Luke, you need to stay on brand and pick Moreno. I, I'm intrigued by Moreno. I, I honestly, I think my answer is Zach Gallon. Really, I'm gonna, I'm going Zach Gallon. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, everyone's gonna say Corbin. Yeah, of course. I'm going Gabriel. Do Gabriel it, Gabriel Moreno. That's what I'm going. Oh, let's see. We're, you're gonna split with Carson Kelly a lot of the time. When, oh, 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 excuse me. Guess what, Gabe? You're probably going to be our guy. In fact, you are. (laughs) I'm sorry you haven't played a lot, but you are going to be our guy. You're going to play a lot now. Oh, I can't wait to see this. You traded Dalton Varsho for him. I would assume you wanted him to play anyway. And uh, because of Luke's emphatic, do it, I'm going to vote Gabriel Moreno. Okay, 64% Corbin Carroll, not surprising. 17% Zach Gallon, 11% Gabriel Moreno, 4% Other, 4% Cattell Marte. Uh, Cattell just below Other. I mean, Jake McCarthy, Alex Thomas, there's a lot of others. I I mean, we all know Corbin. That would have been if we had to guess who was going to be Corbin Carroll. Zach, that's a yawner. 
That was my pick. Thank you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought, you know, I mean. What, a yawner because he just doesn't give up runs for six gonna starts He's going to go out the there and be Zach. Yeah. Luke really That's wanted good. to go with Moreno, though, because of his emphatic, do it. Well, I wanted Moreno's somebody to go Moreno's the guy with that, let's face hey, would you say that being the catcher, the starting catcher, is a big part of a major league team? Yes. All right, we have to hit the break here. That's, uh, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Rick. When we come back, where does Charles Barkley think the Suns are going to finish this year? He talked about that exact topic with Bickley and Murata this morning. We'll get you what he had to say next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right, Charles Barkley was on with Bickley and Murata this morning. Chalk! And uh, here, I'll play this first. Obviously, he was asked about his comments on Kevin Durant on 60 Minutes, where he said KD is sensitive, and this is what Barkley said to Bickley and Murata this morning. Uh, he is sensitive, and it's weird. Uh, I've said it for three or four years now. I'm not sure why he reacted to it again. Uh, so uh, I don't care where it goes. We, He's a great, great player. I think he's a good guy, too. Uh, But he is sensitive, and I'm not worried about it. Don't even think about it. Shockingly, Chuck doubling down on something. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, and and I think it's one of the things that if you like Charles Barkley, and I do, one of the things you appreciate about him is whatever he says, and he's said plenty of things I've disagreed with, too, but he stands by anything he says, and he just did again right there. That would have been his chance on Phoenix Radio, right, to be like, okay, I didn't totally mean it like that. I was asked a question that kind of led me to, no, he is sensitive, is what he said. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that would be shocked. I think that KD is sensitive. I think that he is and I, and I think I don't, he's hyper aware. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I was talking about this earlier, the first time we talked about this. Hey, listen, I have played with many a bad dude. I mean a tough, tough football player that was sensitive. He was sensitive and would overreact and meet force with force because he was sensitive. Lawrence Taylor, whom I love and respect in my heart, LT. The greatest football player of all time. I don't know if I'll call him sensitive, but he was hyper aware of what you were saying. I feel like hyper aware is the better way to say it. Like Aaron Rodgers, I feel like is sensitive. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, listen, I I don't know. I, I really don't. I know the drama has followed Kevin Durant wherever he's gone. I think he's really changed that since he's been here. Listening to Kevin Durant talk has been one of the pure joys that I've had over the last couple of months. Listening to him talk, he is one of the best teammates, sounds like one of the best teammates. A guy that is really, really smart and a guy that is is committed to his team and humble. That's what I hear when I I I, I remember to KD. His, his first game with the Suns afterwards. He said he just wants to fit in in his I new just city wants on his to new fit team, in, yeah. right? But but is he sensitive? Maybe he is, but it's not necessarily bad to be sensitive. It isn't. I don't know why that has a negative connotation. 
Because it's all being said publicly. So then people run with it and they make it sound worse. Than, I mean, Barkley basically just said right there, that's not. A, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah, he, right. If, you, if you're saying it's soft, now that would get me all jacked up and fired up. Yeah, that would. Lawrence Taylor was sensitive. He wasn't soft. Uh, no. <laughs> he was not no. soft. No, he was not. Oh, I don't, you're going to call me that? Oh, no! Right? I mean... Boy, yeah, it's like he, your own personal so bulletin sensitive. board material. Lawrence, you're so sensitive. I, 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 do you know how many guys I've called that and they haven't reacted like that? You're so sensitive. What was the rule with Lawrence you know, Taylor before games? Don't say anything oh, to Lawrence Taylor just, before games. Hey, Basinonians, if you ever find yourself on a football field... And look, it's Lawrence Taylor. Don't say anything to him. Because he was so hypersensitive that if you said anything to him, he was going to go out and have three sacks. Trust me. It's like you're describing See, how to I'm get away that. from a bear or something. Yeah, like there's a specific <laughs> routine you're supposed to follow. If Lawrence Taylor's talking to you, don't respond. But Luke, do you get the point? Yes, I 100%. don't understand why that the sensitive thing is necessarily a bad thing, unless you're saying you're soft. And there's that's two different things. That's a very to different me. thing. And I really, Chuck and KD have been going back and forth for a few years. He even just said that in that clip. I don't think he's ever criticized his game. I, don't, I really don't think he has. Maybe he has. They've been going back and forth for a while, but I, I don't. I don't remember ever hearing that. Uh, more from Charles Barkley, not on Kevin Durant, but just on the race in the Western Conference. And let me reset it for you, Wolf, because it changes so much every single day. Even though the Suns won last night, still the four seed, still only up a half game on the Clippers, only up a game and a half on Minnesota and Golden State, and Golden State right now is in the play-in tournament. So for all that the, the last couple games have done, for, they're still only a game and a half out of the play-in tournament. It just feels different because all those teams, totally. the Clippers just totally. <laughs> totally. Minnesota's won four in a row, who's obviously going to be here tomorrow, and you can see why that game in particular is, is so uh, specifically important for the Suns. But it, it feels different because they're getting their team back and they're winning games right now. No, it does. It, it does feel different right now. And man, tomorrow night is going to be lit. You want to talk? It's going to be a lot of fun. Center is going to be off the hook. Tomorrow night is going to be lit. If in fact you get KD, everyone was so jacked up the first time around. We all know what happened. But man, um, you've got a couple of wins now in your back pocket. You're starting to play better. The bench, one of the most encouraging things that has happened has become the Phoenix Suns bench and the development. Now, listen, it's a super small sample size. That's all you have. I'm sorry. Season's almost over. That's all you have to work with. That's all you've got right now. Three games, though, they've scored 178 points. What? That's almost 60 points a game. From your bench. Think of the star power out there tomorrow. And I know everybody's like cautiously optimistic now because of what happened last time he was supposed to make his home debut. But once the game starts yeah. and you've got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Edwards on the floor, <laughs> that's it's going to be fun. Man. Uh, here, here's Charles Barkley talking about potential matchups that the Suns could have in the in the first round, or really, I guess, any point in the playoffs. He zeroed it on the Clippers because right now, that's who the Suns would play. I'm pretty sure. Hey, listen, I'm pretty sure you don't want to come off your hospital bed and have to guard Kevin Durant. That's <laughs> not that, you know, that's not going to be conducive to Paul George's health. No. You know, yeah, he might like, yeah, I'm not healthy yet. I don't want to come off my 
hospital bed and have to guard Kevin Durant. So, man, it's such a fluid situation. Um, uh, it's going to be fun, though. And I, I don't know Kevin's situation. If he comes back healthy, I think a week, because, you know, you're probably going to have another week to get healthy. Mm-hmm. But like I say, they, they're going to beat the Clippers. I mean, he's not wrong. You don't want to get out of your hospital bed and yeah. have to cover Kevin Durant. No, you don't want Doesn't to do Doesn't sound that. like fun. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Going back to Lawrence Taylor once again, I actually, as a rookie, chip-blocked Lawrence Taylor in the first game we ever played against the New York Giants. Louis Sharp was blocking him. Louis Sharp was the left tackle. He was blocking him, and I came on a chip, and I jacked him up. I whacked him right in the face. And then after the play was over, I started talking trash to oh, him. Boy. Lawrence Taylor. I was a rookie, and I started talking trash to Lawrence Taylor. Louis Sharp started screaming, <laughs> screaming at me. You shut your mouth! You don't. You just. You, he was saying some bad things. We're all going to really, have to really deal with this things. problem that you're creating. Is basically what he was saying. Exactly right, and I, I think that's what Chuck was alluding to, right there. You don't want to have to guard Kevin Durant. You don't want to have to do that coming out of your hospital bed. Yeah, not uh, not 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 great. There'd be trouble. Uh, text us your thoughts to the Fanduel text line at. 620-620 right now when we come back. It's a couple weeks ago now, but Kelvin Beecham, Hollywood Brown, kind of, I don't want to say got into it. But maybe they did. Uh, and it was publicly, and now they're on the same team. So for the first time, we got to hear Jonathan Gannon react to that whole exchange. That was earlier today, and we're going to react to it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to get you nasty on, based on his. Oh my goodness, this right here, the memories come running back, rushing back. Hey! Anybody got any eye black? <laughs> Why don't you give me some of that eye black right now? Stand in front of the mirror and smear that eye black on. And oh, by the way, you might want to go ahead and streak them down. Smear that eye black down your cheeks. Those tears for what you have to become. Your opponent's worst nightmare. And then destroy somebody on the field and stand over him, basically. <laughs> but not Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> but then again, sometimes you're the guy on the ground and you're wheezing. Never forget that. Uh, what people don't know, but you could probably guess, Wolf and I were in mid-conversation, and then Command and Control played Enter Sandman, and Wolf immediately turned and just, just raised one hand. It's so funny. Wheeze if you got him, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, that's enough. I'm, trying, I'm over it. I'm try, trying to scroll stop back. Stop the music. And find... Uh, the I, I now I can't find the Hollywood Brown the the wasn't even subtweeting Kelvin Beach and we tagged him 
Everybody remembers that, right? There's you know, nobody tagged, driving around right now that's like, what? Hollywood Brown and Kelvin Beecham were... Listen, I, I tagged a lot of guys. I mean, just destroyed you know, them. On, on Twitter. And stood over them and looked <laughs> down at them and said, are you okay, bro? Oh, there, I found it. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. Well, I, I figured I could count on you to talk for five seconds while I found and There were also many times I was the guy looking up. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, okay. I'm over it. No, I want to see where the, First of all, you're not over it. I, yes, I, I am. <laughs> I, I know. If I she started playing Master it. of Puppets right now, Just you would totally lose stop it your right direction. Now. Just please. What are you going to talk about? driver. Well, we got what to are hear. you going to talk about? I you know what I can't imagine is actually driving around in a car with you. And every time I tried to play music, he'd be like, nope, turning this up. You, you know what's amazing right now, based earnings? You, you talk about that, Luca, driving around. Uh, Paul Calvisi, you know, the sideline po- reporter for yes. the Arizona Cardinals. You've called him many things Paul, worse than Paul that. Paul Calvisi. What's so amazing about that, Paulie gives you a play-by-play when he drives. I don't know if people know that. <laughs> I could picture like, this. Paulie's one of these guys. Oh, look at this guy uh, up here. What would you call that? I, I don't know what you'd call it. There, There's some medical term for it, based on these. <laughs> but Paulie is one of these guys that, okay, I'm driving and i'm oh there's my blinker and what are you doing and uh, i'm getting over into the left lane and i'm braking i mean he's wait so he he's does one of these it, guys he talks his way through driving like because a lot of people do that if, if you somebody cuts you off you're saying he just does yeah, it no, as he's Polly, driving yeah okay yeah Polly will give you a play-by-play wow. as to what's going on maybe he's giving you sideline reporting it's no it's not sideline no. reporting it's play-by-play no. <laughs> It's pretty funny. You need to get in a car with Paul Calvisi and, and record uh, it sometime. And you know, and parking. Uh, seriously, look how good I, of a parallel that's parker a great I am. Idea right yeah, there. That is that. a great idea. I'm not even sure if that's legal, but we'll play it on the air and find out that way. <laughs> all right, this is uh, Jonathan Gannon. His thoughts on so the Kelvin Beecham thing. We all remember Kelvin Beecham was. Uh, it was actually on Burns and Gambo. He was he was asked what Kyler Murray needs to do, and he said grow up and this and that, and you know, basically stuff Kelvin Beecham has been saying in the past. And then he clarified it. Then he was on the Ross Tucker podcast and clarified it again. The thing is, is, is I said what I said. I didn't mince what I said. Uh, there was no ill will in what I said. Um, and I said the obvious. Um, it's being able to see uh, somebody mature, just like you would like to see a player mature um, from year to year. You know, at some point in a, in a player's life, um, or especially a young player's life, they take leaps and bounds. And I just wanted to see the young man grow up. Um, and I said that. And I didn't say it in a <laughs> – I didn't think it was a malicious way, but you know how it is. Free agency, you know, you got, you got some sound bites. So let me just reset the timeline here too, Wolf. His original quotes on with Burns and Gambo. Yeah. You know, when he said it, you and I both uh, were of the opinion of, look, this uh, Kelvin Beecham has spoken about Kyler Murray before. He gets asked yeah. about him all the time. He seems to be the most honest about it because sometimes you have people saying Kyler's perfect and there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And then you have people just anonymously trashing him, too. What I left out of the timeline between when he was on Burns and Gambo and that appearance on the Ross Tucker podcast, I think that was yesterday, is... Hollywood Brown getting angry at, uh, at at Kelvin Beecham and sending out that tweet on March 9th. And then Kelvin Beecham re-signing with the Cardinals a couple days later. Yeah, yeah I know. You know, I, I love the dynamic of all of this for my beloved Big Red. I do, Basarians. I love it because I honestly think this is going to work for the good of the Arizona Cardinals going forward. Player accountability is absolutely huge. Calvin Beecham, uh, again, I, I took exception with what Calvin Beecham said. Because, because he, said, he said it. Because he said, grow up and be a man. Because he and said we, it publicly. Be, because he said it publicly. 
grow up and be a man. That I would not have said that. I would have said, we need our quarterback to mature. We need our quarterback to realize his responsibility on this team. I would have said that. I wouldn't have said, grow up and be a man. Now listen, Calvin Beecham speaks the truth. He does. And this is ultimately going to be the best thing for the Arizona Cardinals going forward because I believe Kyler Murray is going to take it and understand where he's coming from. There was no malice in what he was saying. He was not saying it in any kind of hateful or derogatory way. He was just saying it as a matter of fact. This is what's going to benefit Kyler Murray to mature, and that's what he's got to do. Everyone knows it. I hope Kyler does. So this is Jonathan Gannon today. This is the first time we've really heard from him on this topic. Yeah, I didn't hear those comments. I don't, again, I'm not going to read what's in the media or or, uh, uh, talk about other people's opinions, but I know Beach is on board with how we want to do things, and uh, he's a team-first guy and looking forward to to getting, you know, on the grass with him and seeing what he can do. And uh, all of our guys know that it's got to be team-first and, uh, um, you know, because that's how you build a consistent winner. So uh, I like where our guys are at with that, and uh, we'll continue to educate them with how we want to, how we want things done, and um, everyone be behind everybody on the team. He also talked about players being held accountable. Yeah, I think that happens naturally in, on every team. You know what I mean? And that happens different ways, but uh, <laughs> that that goes on. That's an everyday process, you know. And and that's uh, and you don't do it from. It's not necessarily a negative thing. You want to just make sure that's an accountability standpoint that hey this is what coach said this is winning behavior and we got to make sure we're upholding that behavior so um i like where our team chemistry and makeup is and but we got a lot of work to do on it as well where do you begin on that one right now except saying yes um fire me up right now this is why i think ultimately this is going to benefit my beloved big red Because the player accountability has got to happen. JG can get up there all day long and he can say what he wants, Basin Onions. He can. And it's important. It is important. I'm not trying to say it's not important. It is. But you can say whatever it is. You can can speak brilliantly. And none of it matters until players absorb it and regurgitate it and start keeping each other accountable through it. None of it matters. And this is, this is one of the greatest strengths, I think, of Calvin Beecham and the player accountability that is inside that locker room. That's why, once again, I'll look at Hollywood and not think that Holly, I was with Hollywood on that, on saying, hey, I didn't think Calvin Beecham should have come out and used the kind of terminology that he did in describing it. And I thought Hollywood was standing up for one of his teammates. You know what's going to happen? Hollywood and Calvin Beecham are going to hammer that out inside that locker room as two grown men themselves with Kyler Murray. And that's what I'm hoping for as well. This is the best thing that could happen because you have to tell the truth as you know it inside that locker room. And sometimes that hurts. And sometimes you've got to embrace the hurt and make it work for you. I don't hate Hollywood Brown saying what he said 
I hate it if Kyler Murray influenced what he said, because then that's a different conversation. Uh, but you're right. I mean, big picture, those two, especially with Kelvin Beecham, like, you know, he, he doesn't oh. shy away from a conversation. They'll hammer it out. The truth. Uh, all right. We come back. A winning streak and the return of Kevin Durant. Sign us up. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> Welcome back. That was weird. Right when I started to talk, I heard the voice guy, and I thought maybe that was my voice, but it isn't, Wolf. Yeah. You all right over there? No. Just jamming out just with the air keyboard? Seriously, the, the last beautiful part of the program just jacked me off. I have a concern here. I feel like you think it's 145, and it is not no, 145. Not. Okay. No. Towards, the hat is not turned backwards. That's the only of thing course. that's making me believe See, that you know where 1245. We are. 1245. Okay. I just said that to you. I said, man, the show is flying by. Yeah. But that was before you started playing air keyboard. Oh, okay. And so then when, well, you, when somebody it's, starts it's playing air to keyboard. It's hard up when you're playing the air keyboard, <laughs> right? It is. Did you know there's professional, like, air guitarists? Have you ever seen that? Um, no, Luke. And nobody cares <laughs> that you've got this little hobby that you do. <laughs> that should be a segment guitars. on the show. <laughs> no, Luke, and nobody cares. What do you got for us today? <laughs> How do you guys feel about keytars? Uh, I mean, that's a real intru- instrument, isn't it? Yeah. Is that the keyboard guitar? It's the the Who Let the Dogs Out guitar. All right. Well, now I'm less interested in if, if you're going to reference the Baja Men, and you're probably going to tell me you like that song. Classic. Okay. Oh, okay. By yeah. the way, though, the only keyboard I ever liked was Rush's keyboard, okay, with Getty Lee. Yeah. That was it. Okay. I mean, you want to be, if you want to use the keyboard... Listen to Rush, ladies and gentlemen. They just, know how to do it. Just play just like them and you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. This is my fault for taking us down this path. So I'm going to steer us back to the path of the Phoenix Suns, undefeated in their last two games, Wolf. Okay. They have not lost a game since Friday. <laughs> okay. That, um, yeah, that's great. That's good. <laughs> it is good. It beats the alternative. It, it does, and we've experienced the alternative a lot lately. So, yes, absolutely. Um, not only are they winning... But they are close to getting Kevin Durant back. Last night, they got DeAndre Ayton back. This is what he had to say after the victory. It felt real good, man. Um, obviously, our team's been in motion and doing their thing. You know, I just had to make sure I was prepared so I could fit right in. And, you know, just run with the offense and run with the flow. Um, let the game come to me. Uh, I still think I, I messed up on a couple passes and missed a couple rebounds. But, you know, that, that type of stuff would come along. Other than that, running around, and, you know, I feel good. You know, I've been training back in Phoenix. And I felt like a damn uh, a train. We could train in camp when I was out, but you know, I didn't feel as fatigued like how I would normally be coming off them little injuries and stuff. But I feel good today, man. I would give my ass off to my, my second unit, man, on this day on that. You know, making sure we was good and comfortable in the game to sustain the lead, and I was just fun to watch. You know, <laughs> I have no idea what you're about this guy. I know, you know, I do, man. I, I really do. And I love his personality. I, I love his strength and how encouraging he is. He's an optimist. There's no doubt about it. Um, and in the second half, he really picked it up. 
I thought D.A. had a really solid second half in 14-8. and eight. And when you think that he only had two points and two rebounds in the first half, <laughs> you get my point. Improvement. He picked it up in that second half. And he even had a personal foul. The one personal foul he had in the second half. <laughs> He's the one guy on the Suns that can't pick up a foul sometimes. (laughs) I said this earlier. His effort in the first half, I thought, sucked buttermilk. I did. He wasn't wasn't running the floor. Um, he, he, He was watching shots. Again, he wasn't breaking towards the basket when a shot would go up. He was watching shots. He 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 wasn't attacking the glass. Um, he was a spectator, basically. That's what I wrote in my notes. He was a spectator. You actually did write wor- word for word, sucked buttermilk in your notes. Too. I did. And, yes. And when I read that, I read it in your voice. I know. That's what I heard. I in in again. Okay. Hey, listen. It's his first game back. <laughs> played <laughs> thirty I, minutes. Right. Played thirty minutes, and I, I'm thinking, hey. First game back, here we go. Watch this. My legs are spry. I, I'm, I'm going to attack. I'm well rested. I haven't been involved in the grind. You know, and it's not like he missed 25 games where he's, you're, where you're worried about his stamina out there on the floor. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, DA, DA is going to be DA. I'm coming to that conclusion. That he's never really going to tap into the rage tree. He's never really going to understand just how good that is when you're seven foot and have a forty inch vertical. <laughs> I don't think he's just ever, how rare that is. I just yeah. don't think he's he's going to be able to combine the two. Ever. How, how about this? This is uh, Monty Williams after the game because we were talking about this going into the game yesterday, where Terrence Ross. 30 points against Sacramento, 15 the next night against Philadelphia. All of a sudden, T.J. Warren is getting minutes and producing. Uh, Landry Shamit, you figure they they want to see more from him. Uh, he played 14 minutes, didn't have a point last night. But, you know, Warren played 21 minutes, had another 9. And Terrence Ross put up another 13. They like Ish Wainwright. I mean, we talked about this uh, about a week or so ago, Wolf. And it seems like, oh, yeah, you know, nine and a half man rotation in the playoffs is what Monty Williams said. Oh, that's plenty. How are they going to fill out nine and a half until you start to fill up those spots and you realize, oh, they've got like one spot for Terrence Ross, TJ Warren, Landry Shamit, and Ish Wainwright. Yeah. So how are you going right. to fit all that in there? And some of those guys, Shamit's numbers have taken a pretty big hit here the last couple of games. But the other guys are all pretty much doing what Monty Williams probably wants. And so he said this after the game about the rotation. You never know. You know, in the playoffs, sometimes the game will tell you what you need to do. Sometimes the players and how they're playing will tell you. I have an open mind about that, that stuff. Yeah, we may shrink the rotation, but, you know, we may have to throw D. Lee out there like we did at the end of the first half he comes in cold he hits a three and then uh, Landry they were you know they had bigger guys out there and they were forcing some switches and so we felt like Ish would be a better defender against those bigger guys and switches and he comes in not knowing if he's going to play and so as much as you want to shrink the rotation to nine and a half or whatever crazy thing I come up with sometimes you may have to do what you have to do to get a win and uh, that's what we did tonight they used 12 players last night 
that doesn't include Jock Landale, who never got in the game, and obviously doesn't include Kevin Durant either. Now, they're not going to play 14 players in the playoffs. Right. But this is why the next seven games are so big. When you get Durant in there, which guys can you count on around him in a more specific role? Monty Williams has to have that information. He doesn't have it in front of him yet. Yeah. Um, Listen, I thought the bench was part of the big story of last night's game. And again, I don't want to blow it out of proportion. It was Utah Jazz. Okay? 35 and 39 going in. It was the Utah Jazz, and we know that 35 and 40 coming out. Coming out, exactly right. Um, It was 84-81, and Devin Booker was sat down in the game. He left the game in the fourth quarter. The Suns had a three-point lead, 84-81, and all of a sudden he came back at the 458 mark, and they were up by 12, 107-95. You know... That is the kind of thing you want to see. That That is the kind of thing that you want to see in terms of this bench growing. Monty mentioned Terrence Ross, you know, had 13, um, was chucking some chicken up there. You, you had Campaign, uh, who scored 12 double digits again for Campaign, five assists as well with zero turnovers. That's a big deal to me right there. He, he was not, under control. He hasn't been turning the ball over. Yes, he has not, and nearly as much as what we were seeing a few weeks ago. Busy had had 11, again, busy with double digits, and five boards, and three of them were offensive rebounds, and he hacked dudes <laughs> as well, but you you expect that from Biz. Hey, Biz, you know what Biz is. He, he played 18 minutes, had four fouls. He gets I mean, the most of his 18 minutes. He's going to whack you. He's going to be that presence down low. And then he's going to look at you like, you don't have anything to right, say about that. Right. You just move it along. And then to your point, you said this, T.J. Warren and Ish Wainwright, man, they, they only had nine points apiece. But, boy, they hit some big shots. Yeah. T.J. Warren, was. it seemed like he was going to be a non-factor a week and a half ago. And now all of a sudden he has entered the mix, too. And now is delivering what I think most Suns fans expected when he came yeah. over in the trade. Where yes. you know he's not he's not the centerpiece of your team, but we all remember him. We all remember scoring Warren and Tony buckets. You don't get those nicknames if you can't shoot. And he was plus twenty four, by the way, which led the Suns. Interesting. To your point on campaign, six turnovers total over his last seven games. That boy, you take that all day with Cam. Yeah. All right. When we come back. How would you feel if the Cardinals traded out of the top five of the draft? Take the Colts out of this for a second. What if they dropped down further? There's one team that that may be a real possibility with. We'll explain next. It's Wolf and Luke and Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.